You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, and thank you for staying with us on Real Presence Live on this lovely Tuesday morning. Before we head into our next segment, we just want to invite you to visit our website at realpresenceradio.com for more great content. Uh, There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows. I think you'll definitely want to go back if you missed our morning segments today. Definitely go back and check those out. Brad Wilcox and uh, local artist Darwin Wolf, a beautiful conversation with both of them. Uh, You can also submit prayer intentions and see the latest cancellations or announcements that are coming uh, with coronavirus precautions as well. So be sure to check it out, realpresenceradio.com. I'm your host, Emily Leadham. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. We've had an excellent morning, and we are delighted to welcome one of the Rutten brothers into the studio this morning. Father Paul Rutten, welcome to Real Presence Live. Hi, Father. Hello. Thank you. We were cracking up as you started, because this is technically the first time that you've actually been interviewed in this way, right? And yet you're on the radio all the time. It is. I've either just been a co-host or a tri-host. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but now, now all the attention is on you. Now, yeah, now I'm nervous. <laughs> well, if Chris and I do our job, hopefully you right. will walk out of here feeling right. like that was that easy was so peasy. Easy. If, if I do my job, he's going to feel more nervous. That's what I Whatever. Know. Whatever. <laughs> Dr. Bergwald always like, puts you on the spot. <laughs> Not today. Okay. All right. Well, Father Paul, Sorry. we are excited to talk to you about St. Paul, your patron. Yes, patron. Uh, we celebrated his feast yesterday. Saints Peter and Paul. Um, So tell us a little bit about St. Paul, maybe a little bit about your love of St. Paul to get us started. Well, to be honest, I actually uh, uh, celebrate every Paul there is, all the saints. Oh, all the Pauls. I don't think Paul Meeky should be left out. Uh, You know, so like I figured (laughs) if there's a St. Paul, well, why not? Uh, You you need all the help you can get. I need all the help I can get. Yeah, absolutely. I choose all. I like the way you think. Yeah, why not? Um, because actually I was named for my Uncle Paul. Oh. So I wasn't named per se for St. Paul, so I don't necessarily feel like this affinity, like I have to choose his feast day. Okay, you know, you know what? So um, one fair. of our daughters, Noelle Marie, so yeah. Marie Mary is her. Yeah. And like, wh- which, which feast day do you want to choose? And she always, she kind of goes oh. with January 1st, but she's like, where do, where do I? I all of them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I want all the of them. The more parties, the better. Exactly. Yeah, so we see St. Paul uh, almost always in conjunction with St. Peter, the Apostles of yeah. Rome. Um, he's always got the sword, because uh, the Word of God cuts like a sword. Um, and if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Uh, and so he, too, lost his head uh, by the sword. Uh, nice sound so, effect. You know, <laughs> Very compassionate. Uh, well, it's the radio, so you gotta, you gotta. No. Um, but I, you know, he really—he's such a fascinating character. I mean, he really is. And it would be—it would be really interesting to have known him uh, while he was persecuting the church. Uh, you know, he was so zealous, yeah, and he was so adamant that he was going to just wipe away this scourge the heresy uh, uh, yeah on the jewish people yeah. and like he was out there getting all of the people he could round up all the people he could kill like he was all in like all in uh and so we do know that he was there uh when stephen was martyred uh the the reality was then he went on to get more mm. like it wasn't enough you know um and then we know of his great conversion 
Uh, and again, I sometimes think we underestimate like that, A, the power of conversion, but B, the reality that he really wasn't a nice man. You know, and so it's like this idea of a real conversion. Uh, and I often, whenever I think about St. Paul's conversion, I always am reminded of Father Todd Reitmeyer of Happy Memory, who every day prayed for the singer Madonna, who was confirmed in Detroit by Cardinal Maida, a Catholic. And he's like, could you imagine if she came back to the faith? Like in a real way. But do we really believe that that would happen? Well, her conversion back would be no really more amazing than Saul's Saul's conversion as well. But that ability to really believe in this ability to encounter Christ in such a way that your life would forever be changed. Have you seen any, there's this um, uh, Christian drama, The Chosen. Have yes. you seen it all? So The Chosen, if you, if you haven't watched it, it's a, it's a free thing. Uh, season one is out, eight episodes. And I love how uh, in the first episode, they, they make the Pharisees... Um, Shmuel right, is, is the one who this fictional character they created who's sort of the, the bad one and yet you can sort of you feel for him I mean you, yeah. you, you, like his struggle to like he's just trying to live out his Jewish faith as faithfully right. and zealously as possible but you can see how he's getting a little bit wrong yep. and it's, 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 it's take, you can see the trajectory he's on yeah, um, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of after season yeah. one's over, but you could. And I imagine the same thing with Saint Paul, as like just the passion he had for the law and right. for the zealous living of the law, and how that could have led yeah. him astray. Yeah, and and the the church was giving him permission. I mean, he went would get letters like from the, the rabbis to go get them. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like he was out on his own doing his own thing. He was actually asking the church, like, "Can I go do this? Yep, go do it." Yep, go get some more. Yep, keep working on them. Um, and so then he, uh, again, as we know, the famous uh, conversion on the road to Damascus. Um, our scripture scholar always gets frustrated because he was not riding a horse as far as we know. Uh, and so if you ever say he fell off his horse, uh, he would just go ballistic, like absolutely ballistic. <laughs> and so if you ever want to sort of like divert class, someone would somehow figure out how to mention Paul falling off the horse. Uh, and you see it in art, all those things. But scripture just says, and nowhere does it say he was on a horse. He could have been. It just says he was struck right. uh, and fell over and was blinded. So back to one of yeah. Emily's other questions to you. What inspires you about his life? I would say uh, his, the, the ability to preach, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul preached to all kinds of people. Um, and as much as I don't like public speaking, um, I do... Uh, <laughs> I do... You, I do. I do, you, like you to, do. I do like to preach. So if there's only if there's one area, I mean, I like to preach in, in that. And I think I do a, a decent enough job. They haven't thrown me out. I did have a Baptist one time tell me if I ever needed a new job, uh, his church would hire me. Wow. Which I thought there was a compliment. Yeah. 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 You know, not too often do the Baptist. Want ya. Want ya. <laughs> um, yeah, he would say that when he'd come to church. He, w- he married a Catholic woman and would come to church at you, uh, you, for seminary, you studied in Rome, mm-hmm. and one of the four major basilicas in all of the world for the Catholic yep. Church is St. Paul's outside, outside the, the walls. Wall. Yes. Uh, can you, why, why is, why is St. Paul, what walls, why is it outside? I think that might be a fascinating thing for people to connect the history of the reality 2,000 years ago to what's still going on today. Yeah, so the, the thing that we really, you can't really fathom is 
you know, these cities had to have walls to protect them. Um, And so some things took place inside the walls. Some things took place outside the walls. Um, And so for the Roman people, things would, like their cemeteries outside the wall. So it was just outside that wall in the midst of all of that. Um, Well, St. Paul's Basilica is built outside the walls of the city of Rome itself. Mm -hmm. It's the one Americans like the most because I think it looks like California. It's a big what? open square. <laughs> um, there's palm trees. Um, yeah. like, so like when you're standing in the quarry of St. Yeah. Paul's, you could imagine being somewhere in California Yeah. Um, in, the, in the midst of all of those things um, itself. Um, yeah, and then you get this big statue of St. Paul with his sword. sword. Um, and so it really is just an incredible basilica. And I do think that Lots of Americans really do like that Basilica of all Basilicas. I like it because of the medallions of all the popes, the, the images of all the yeah, That is cool, too. And that, again, that's this thing, like, you know, this ability that art teaches, and maybe yeah. that, I, I didn't catch the episode right before me, Yeah. Um, that if you wanted to know who all the popes were, you just had to look around. And yeah. Like, you could see them all. You know, and then there's always conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. You know, there's only a few medallions left. left. And then yep. it's the question, what happens yep. when they run out of space? And, it's the end um, of the world. But, but that they actually did it. Like, that they had images of all of them all yeah. the way around. Like, it was important to them to there be able There was a to, legacy there. Yeah, to so keep track th- of that. There are a lot of spots left, but I do wonder, just as a matter of practicality, when all those spots get filled... What will they do? What are they going to do then? <laughs> like, cover over St. Peter, go back to the beginning? Probably you know, not. If, you know, as, a, as a, a pastor, it's like, well, I guess you put on a new wing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you build a new space. You got to build a new space for all the medallions of all the popes in the midst of it all. Um, awesome. But because you know the guy that started, it's like, I'm not going to be around right. when, yeah. when this problem. I'm not going to have to worry when, about when, that when, problem. When this problem comes the first time I was in St. Paul's, I was like, because that was the thing. Like, there's JP2, and there's like only three medallions. But you go around the corner, and there's a couple more. Yeah, They've got yeah, room. They, they, like, they, we're, they, good. We're, we're good. We're good for good. unless Unless we lose them at a fast rate. Right. <laughs> That's. <laughs> Uh, Too soon. <laughs> we, we, we should be pretty good. Um, the other thing I think that's sort of fascinating, um, and I would say even I probably fell into the category. Um, we always talk about Saul and then Paul. Yeah. Um, and, and we often will say, well, you know, Jesus changed his name. Yeah. Well, he didn't. No. Um, so if you're reading Acts of the Apostles, it's Saul, 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 and then all of a sudden it's Paul. And you're like, wait. Um, and so what he did was he realized that for the Gentiles... Um, the, using the name Saul just would be sort of off-putting. And so he used his other name, Paul. Because Saul is a Hebrew right. Israelite name. Yep. And so he just used the, the other version uh, so that it would be easier for them to hear it and accept it. So I, you could sort of say like Jose or Joseph. I did not know this. Um, so he willingly changed or allowed his, used a different name so that he would have better access in the beginning when talking to someone. Um, and I sometimes think about that for us when we're trying to evangelize. I was just going to ask you, what does that mean for us like, as evangelists? Are we willing to sort of say, how can I come at this in a way that would be most easy for the other person to begin? Um, so case in point, maybe even last night I was uh, at a restaurant that I go to often, not wearing my clerics, but I was wearing a t-shirt uh, with a shield and a cross. And on the back it says, uh, in this sign... We will conquer, mm-hmm. which is the great sign uh, from Constantine. Um, and the lady then goes to ring me up, and she says, "This is weird. <laughs> you're, it says Father Paul on your bar tab." Uh, and she's like, "Are you a, are you a clergy?" 
And I'm like, oh, where yeah. were? Can I ask where you were? I was at, I was at Lux. <laughs> um, and, I and so so good. <laughs> so I said, yeah, yeah, I am a priest. And she's like, well, you know what? The shirt you're wearing sure would say that if if you're not going to dress like one, that shirt probably helps people out. <laughs> so it was this sort of, you know, if you're not going like, to dress like one. So it sort of said to her that there was something about me. Yeah. Uh, not as like bold as, as the clerical wear. Sure. But she saw the shirt and it caused her to think about something Christian, you know. And then when the connection was made, then she kind of put it all together. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't necessarily this, I have to come into looks, looking like a priest so that I can evangelize. Because I have evangelized at looks like no, uh, it's been amazing. Like, Plus, they have the best pizza in town. (laughs) They do. It's so good. Yes. Really? Yes. Give an example of how have you you evangelized at looks. This is the one. I didn't even know I did it. That's how amazing it is. This is going to be good. So I went into looks one night, uh, and I usually sit at the bar because it's easier if you sit by yourself at the bar. Uh, (laughs) Easier to what? Just sit by yourself. Okay. (laughs) So like if you go into a restaurant and you're you're sitting at a table by yourself. You're not taking a whole table. Yeah. So I sit down next to these guys because it was the only spot, and I'm just you know minding my own business, not dressed like a priest. Uh, And this guy next to me says, uh, says hi, and then he asks what I do. And I'm like, oh, I'm a Catholic priest. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay. So I had this long conversation. His friend comes back from the bathroom. The guy says, you wouldn't believe it. This guy's a Catholic priest. The- you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Nobody expects it. His buddy says, oh, I used to serve mass for Bishop Carlson huh. when he was a priest. So we had a long conversation. Oh, my about- gosh. Yeah. Yeah. At St. Paul. In St. Paul. When he was a priest in St. Paul, he was his altar server. Had a long conversation. The two guys get up. They leave. Nick Heinem and the owner comes over and yeah. he's like, oh my gosh, father, that was amazing. And I'm like, what was amazing? He's like, one minute before you sat down, those two guys were sitting there and the one guy was just railing on the Catholic church. Nonstop. You're kidding me. And his friend finally said, would you just be quiet? I don't want to hear anything more about your dislike for the Catholic church. <laughs> and then Nick said, <laughs> and then you sat down, down right Oh my gosh. It. And we had a great conversation. Talked wow. about all kinds of things. Uh, it was really just this beautiful conversation about the faith and all these things. Uh, and it was like, oh, well, there you go. Uh, so you never know. That's the best like, thing ever. It may have been a moment for him to have a new perspective on clergy, on the church, on all those things. Because we did talk a little bit about some of that, mm-hmm. you know, in the normal general way. Like, yep, there's problems. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the world. Yeah. Welcome to life. Welcome to institutions. Um but yeah, totally without even knowing it, just sat down, had great conversation. You know, the funny today's Archbishop's. Archbishop it is his birthday. birthday. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yep. Happy birthday, Archbishop Carlson. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Emily Leda. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we are sitting down with Father Paul, learning all about his evangelization at our local favorite <laughs> pizza joint uh, yep. and a great love of St. Paul. Okay, Father, you had mentioned at the beginning. Uh, St. Paul often holding his sword. Yes. Um, and how did you word it that the, because the sword of God or the sword, the word of the God, word of God is cuts a sword. like a two edged sword. Can you w- say more about that? What is that? What does that mean? And how have you seen that in our, in your life? Sure. You know, I do think that if someone really takes seriously, um, reading scripture, uh, and allowing it to sort of speak, it can be really, like, it can really cut right right through 
all of whatever you got going on. Uh, and if you really just stop and allow yourself to sort of be taken back by, like either a word um, or even like that whole thing, like how many people notice if you're reading Acts of the Apostles, we hear Saul, 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 Paul. Stop. Check. Um, <laughs> I love the sound effects. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, or just just in general, like um, when Jesus says, I pray for you. Yeah. Like to really just stop and ponder. Like Jesus is, in this case, praying for his disciples and for those who will believe because of you. Mm-hmm. And to really say, have you ever been just sort of like cut open by this idea that the second person of the Trinity is really praying for us? Mm-hmm. Like, why would he have to, like, that we would be open, that we would be transformed, all those things right. uh, in the midst of it all. But I think we just sort of, because it's either so familiar to us or we don't really take the time to let it it really penetrate our heart, um, we can miss it. But many of the saints will say, you know, they, you know, St. Francis was in church, heard, you know, uh, from San Diamo, uh, the cross, but at different times hear scripture in a new way, you know, and their, their life has changed uh, by it as well. Um, one of the reasons we would say that we stand for the gospel, one, is because it's the life of Christ. But two, just in case, uh, it convicts you to get up and leave. Yeah. Like, you're ready to go. Like, Amen. Boom, Amen. if it sends you out, uh, you're, not, you're not passively listening to the gospel, or you shouldn't be mm-hmm. uh, in that ability. Father Paul, thanks for talking with us today about St. Paul. You're welcome. One of them. The first You're welcome. One. Um, it's been great to have you. And, and hopefully there's something there, listeners, that you can take away with you when you think about how, when you walk into a restaurant or something, how you can just naturally share the faith with those around you. Thanks, Father. You're welcome. Up next, it's fittingly Honor Our Fathers. Who's this week's winner? Stay tuned to find out more. You're listening to Real Presence Radio. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Emily Leadham. And we will be right back.